0: Welcome, one and all, to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Ahoy, Pete.
1: Ahoy, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today
0: to talk about Star Trek Discovery The Space Between. Indeed, Pete, with Short Treks, the show is expanding its footprint beyond that standard hour episode model. We're going to spend a little time first brainstorming other ways that Discovery could try and grow its fan outreach. Later, we'll hit on a slightly more serious topic. Uh, But first, Pete, where are all the extra stuff? Where are things like maybe the periodic behind-the-scenes videos about the production?
1: They have been surprisingly mum with... uh... Uh, the exception of the few prearranged, uh, you know, convention and or press events that we have had in the last couple months. Um, and you compound that with the shakeup behind the scenes that we had. What was that, Matt? Back in May now? Um, with uh, Aaron Harberts and Gretchen Seberg uh, leaving the show, um, and the the show really kind of coming under the Star Trek TV universe right now as it is under uh, Alex
0: Kurtzman. I mean, I think back even as far as you know a year before the show premiered, when we were first reaching out to uh, you know some of the PR people and whatnot and very very tightly lipped and fine you want to be that way when the show was still in production or when things are in flux and you don't yet have a lead you know i mean you don't want to fumble things in the preseason. but i just think of all these other properties throughout the last 20 25 30 years uh whether you're talking digital whether you're talking blu-ray dvd you know tape even whatever it is just these behind the scenes things that really invite you in you know whether it's director commentary tracks or production videos i mean i think back you know mid-2000s when peter jackson was making king kong there was a weekly production video most weeks that it was in production they weren't even waiting for the home release it was just to get not just to get you excited about the property but i think to really make that connection i would welcome you know a 15 minute video on what it's like to dress the set or what it's like to make the costumes or what it's like to do the makeup or whatever it might be. And by and large, that's just not there.
1: Yeah. Let's remember though, what their model is right now. This is a paid subscription service where you get Star Trek discovery in addition to some other shows that are on there. Um, They want you paying for it. And whatever extras they might have, they certainly have behind a paywall. Um, I get the feeling and, you know, as of uh, yesterday, we're recording this on, on Monday, September 17th. Very strange, Matt, for them on a Sunday to tease a Thursday announcement. Um, so we would appear to be on the precipice of some stuff coming, but yeah, there, there has been some deep valleys, you know, August, we had the, um, Picard announcement, uh, Might that, have been
0: late July, I think late July.
1: N- no, it was August 4th. I, okay. I, I know that specifically, uh, cause you and I were someplace that day, um, <laughs> And then uh, the cast in uh, late August, early September was um, at another fan event and they gave a talk, Uh, but nothing really revealing there. Uh, They did tease some um, some Ethan Peck uh, Spock and and we had that announcement in between uh, the Picard series announcement and and, uh, you know, where they were um speaking to uh
0: fans so
1: yeah we're we're in production but yeah it it's it's been kind of dead
0: then kind of extending out from the notion of you know that kind of standard behind the scenes production videos you know there's been no playfulness as to other ways that you can get people excited about the show you know one thing that had come to my mind something like a ship's radio which i know that i know that's not technically a thing on star trek but just something like that whether it's you know an in-universe kind of audio docuseries about life on board you know just something like that that could be quick that could be easy that could be fun i'm not trying to suggest you know oh is it canon is it this is that just something where you're like you know, a day in the life of Joe Schmo who's walking around with his space voice recorder and, you know, you, you, at least in an audio way, you get things, uh, you know, you, you get corners revealed of the discovery that you might not uh, otherwise. I feel like that's an opportunity that they're just not pursuing.
1: There are certainly plenty of opportunities they could pursue, but again, I think behind a paywall... They're asking people to pay for this and, and they want to protect, as they should, um, their product and putting things like that out while they could very well serve to get people interested to uh, pay for the subscription and get the content They've just made the decision not to do that at this point. You got to remember, too, not only are we in between seasons, we're, you know, soon going to get these short treks. um, And we have the Blu ray coming um, later this year. So I I think there's going to be a generous helping
0: of extras there, albeit for a season that's already aired. And to pay that price versus the you know kind of the freemium model if you will where give away the sizzle this or the sizzle that and it feeds the main product pete i even think you know where's the official star trek discovery podcast uh in the last month or so i've been aware of the good place the podcast which is the official podcast for that show uh pete the host of it i would say if there was a star trek discovery analog it would be like having jane brooke who plays admiral cornwell kind of uh, i think a similar analog to the good place as a you know recurring characters is the guy that hosts the the uh, the good place podcast so somebody who's appreciative of the show but also not you know kind of not uh, on the upper echelons that podcast it has actors writers producers the director of photography the set decorations lady uh the casting that some of the casting people and they dig super deep sometimes there are technical discussions where the host is saying you know all right well just explain what a two shot is or you know what uh when you say such and such what does it mean um three even i remember with the casting director she was talking about uh you know casting actresses who are pretty versus beautiful and you know we're not here to tell you definitions of beauty and this and that the other but it was kind of that level of frankness they're doing that they're a network tv show it's this vertically integrated behemoth you know nbc to nbc universal to the very comcast waves that are carrying your voice to me pete why a show like that and not star trek why don't we have 45 minutes with the set decorator on discovery or you know and so on and so on and so on only they know there was an official star trek podcast it has
1: uh been put out to pasture. And I think a great deal of that had to do with uh, the host and uh, how exactly that was working. So uh, in that spirit, Matt, um, we're right here. (laughs) Uh, We, we continue at fantastic geek to do this. Uh, We will certainly take their calls. And uh, I, I think given Our numbers, given the interaction we have with the Star Trek Discovery audience and our audience, Um, there certainly is a thirst for that. Uh, We're content to meet it. I, you know, I guess if they don't want that, they don't have to have it. But again, we've got this infrastructure set up, the two of us all ready to go. So,
0: yeah, call us. Well, let's hope that all the Lieutenant is out there cross, uh, cross their fingers in all three hands. One never knows. One never knows. Well, Pete, from that bit of levity, let's shift to something a little bit more serious, talking about some of the uh, behind-the-scenes goings-on for CBS and All Access and things like that, uh, ground zero of it being the, uh, the ouster of CBS head Les Moonves. And before we get into any of the technical business kind of stuff here, let's just spelled out here, Les Moonves is accused of some terrible, terrible things and by more than a couple people and Well, seems...
1: having having admitted to them but of course under quote-unquote consensual uh, terms which his accusers disagree with so, yeah um, I, I think we can all agree this is bad stuff um, CBS has done Largely the right thing. Um, You could certainly question the $120 million severance package, the office space he continues to get, and uh, the consulting deal and security that come with that, that has really been criticized and rightly so in recent days.
0: I think some of those particulars of the golden parachute are are being held back or maybe it's held back pending the investigation or maybe it's held back um i mean as you say i think cbs has done what needed to be done not just from a pr standpoint just needed to be done period Um, but uh certainly the end of the moon vest era at at cbs which you know as that is being dealt with on a on a moral slash legal slash slash Mm -hmm. hr level there are some ramifications on the business sense potentially for Star Trek for all access and, and that neck of the woods.
1: Yeah. And again, what this does, we're talking about a network now that has um, dealt with this at the highest possible level we've had um, on the show that we're podcasting here uh, nowhere near that level uh, of, of impropriety, but impropriety nonetheless that, that cost jobs. And uh, yeah, th- this should be about the business of producing TV, great content that people are passionate about with a very, very uh, popular and long-running intellectual property. And here we are uh, between Harbert's Berg moon talking about assaults
0: and i think a bit more a bit more specifically to to uh to all things star trek at least uh, most recently it's important to keep in mind all access is a less moon vest baby uh certainly it it has been looked at or continues to be looked at as a future for cbs the future for cbs certainly a you know a a a toe in the digital world uh where nbc abc and fox have partnered up i mean my goodness for close to 10 years if not more uh with hulu and they've tightened those bonds i think uh with the rise of netflix and the rise of amazon prime and uh certainly hbo is making greater moves and all, you know, this, that, the other. And CBS all access is the answer for everything in the CBS world, but it's a less moon vest baby and he's out. Um, Mm. and 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 not in
1: favor either. And I, I think that is ominous to anything that he languished special attention on. It's a way to distance the network to move forward from the obvious pain that he's caused.
0: And on top of that, you look at the finances of CBS All Access. Gee whiz, Pete, without even running down the (laughs) lengthy (laughs) list of CBS All Access shows, which one is the most expensive? Hmm. I can tell you what it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about Star Trek: Discovery, or, or am I, uh, Pete? By way of uh, by way of uh, illustration here, can I borrow one million Pete bucks really fast? For you, Matt, anytime. Excellent. Good news, everybody. I have one million dollars of funding to open my new widget factory. Uh, you can buy your widgets at any time. Business is great. Lots of money in the bank. Uh, Pete, could I borrow another million Pete bucks for next year as well, please? What's 2 million Pete bucks between friends? All right. Well, I can exclusively announce that my widget factory is now more profitable than ever with numbers that I will not share with you. Um, (laughs) but wait a minute, Pete, what if you didn't want to lend me any more Pete bucks? What would that do to my widget factory?
1: Well, unless you're uh, getting funds from elsewhere, sounds like it's your problem, no longer my problem.
0: (laughs) And this, of course, I think, you know, hammering home, as probably most people could figure out, Star Trek Discovery is largely funded by Netflix. Netflix clearly around for the second season. What if Netflix bolts after season two? That's not necessarily off the table. And what else is going to keep all access propped up? I don't, uh, Pete, let me give you the extensive list of shows on CBS All Access. <laughs> We've all heard of The Good Fight, you know, the spinoff of whatever. Uh, are you excited about Strange Angel? No. Have you heard of One Dollar? No. How about Coming This Halloween, Tell Me a Story? Yes. Uh, you, you've heard of it? Yes. Oh, heard I, of it. Heard of it. That's it. Um. Okay. Uh, what's about... the Will Ferrell comedy one I've heard of, but I can't <laughs> pull the, the name of? Uh, Pete, CBS All Access PR winning again. That's not what it is. It's uh, based on a Mexican TV show and developed by Kevin Williamson. Um, you may be confusing that with no activity, maybe. Yes. yes. Um, and that's it for what's out. I mean, yes, to be fair, okay, a little bit of an asterisk. There is the the Jordan Peel Twilight Zone that still has yet to have a a timeline attached to it. You know, just say, when does it come out? Pete, I certainly don't mean timeline, Kelvin, Prime, et cetera, but like that's not out yet. These other shows, they haven't made a dent. So I mean, do we have an all access basket of goods as beloved as Discovery is? It's the expensive thing that doesn't cost the company much or any money and everything else. Uh? So what shape is this company in with all its peat bucks, with all its Netflix dollars?
1: I do think it's concerning. Um, everything that adds up here, Netflix to me presents the silverest lining in that while CBS is going to hold this IP as tightly as it can, um, Netflix is, is the fallback for that. And they're not going anywhere. Um, They may get bought out. They may buy other people up. They may morph. It's going to eventually happen. Um, But I think the association with Star Trek Discovery and Netflix outside of these United States is certainly a helpful thing.
0: And not to get too inside baseball here, but there had been a legal fight between CBS and National Amusements, which is the company that owns Viacom. Vastly simplifying things here, but because there's some cross-ownership, blah, blah, blah. But basically, those two companies have stopped fighting, particularly with the ouster of Les Moonves. They have they they've decided they've announced that national amusements won't try and merge or buy or whatever CBS in the next two years, but there still are mechanisms where like the new CBS leadership could want to merge the other way around. So you might have a potentially vastly redrawn set of assets at most in the you know two years from now and perhaps even sooner. And what does that do to this crown jewel of Star Trek, which at the very least, is super expensive and which doesn't cost the company anything but Netflix money, but if Netflix bolts because Netflix might want to kill CBS All Access in the cradle once it gets further funding, et cetera, et cetera, It's an incredibly complex situation, and what's at the heart of it or what potentially could be run over by it is Star Trek Discovery.
1: Star Trek is far too precious a thing to be murdered here by what Les Moonves stands accused and is widely acknowledged to have done despite this uh, airing on his baby of CBS All Access. So it's going to stick around. It may be uh, tense in terms of, of where it goes. Really can't see them pulling the plug after two seasons when there's so many places it could wind up particularly when netflix is in the
0: equation certainly netflix would seem to have an in you know if not and who knows how this stuff works in terms of they paid for it for the now but does that mean they get to keep it down the line i mean we're all familiar with watch such and such before it leaves netflix um hulu could be you know could be a possibility particularly though hulu is going to be majority disney owned and all that i think that if I'm an NBC or a Fox, I increasingly want to keep one, keep one hand in the Hulu pot, just so that's a go-to place where, where things feel familiar, where there's already a relationship, and where it's not Netflix and where it's not Amazon. You know, where at least it's all the familiar Hollywood faces in the room. It's not the weirdo streamers from from Silicon Valley or whatever. Um, let alone other players like Apple and all that, that. You know, we'll see where all that ends. So yeah i mean pete we had classic trek you know have its time on nbc and then move on to the other thing of of uh reruns probably largely syndication and then syndicated next generation and then new network for uh for for voyager along the way do we see that kind of uh you know that kind of journeyman uh, route here for discovery for the Picard show. Does the Picard show somehow become in danger because of its cost or corporate transitions or whatever? Pete is star Trek over <laughs> for good again. It's, it's not. Um, but again, we, we seem to
1: continually find ourselves in these, uh, sky is falling scenarios. I mean, we had the, the delay in, production of Star Trek discovery is all the panic that went along there. We've, we've had now the, the season two um, kerfuffles heading into production, the shakeup there. Now we've got the shakeup at the, the umbrella network um, just never seems to be uh, smooth sailing, you know, warp speed full ahead You cannot argue with the product they have put out. Those 15 episodes of TV uh, were as good as any 15 episodes you find on TV currently, Um, yet they remain so little seen by so many people. And you have to wonder when the Blu-ray hits, the – I mean I want to say eventually – Uh, Netflix availability. Uh, Who knows what kind of window CBS All Access has. Is it in in, in perpetuity that it will remain there and never wind up on Netflix in these United States? Or, uh, surprise, it's January. CBS All Access has season two, one a week, but all of uh, season one is now on Netflix to kind of uh, goose that there i i mean there again remain ways they can excite people about this it it just doesn't seem like they're interested
0: you're certainly proposing something that is novel i think that the plan at least plan 1.0 for cbs all access has got to be the only digital place to get star trek discovery is cbs all access and Pay, pay the way we want to get paid, which is not unique to anybody. I mean, that's, you know, there's Netflix exclusives and Amazon exclusives, and they're all meant to drive, to drive, you know, s- subscriptions and have people <laughs> remain content with subscriptions. Flip side is, Pete, you look, you know, 10 years ago, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, shows like that, Walking Dead to a large extent, they're all in existence, or they all, you know, I mean, obviously two of those... Had their run, but they all went where they went because of the easy access to um, to, to those reruns, to, to those older seasons built into a Netflix. You know, whether it's a Netflix, a Hulu, or whatever. And obviously, Netflix is not just the, the big dog; it's the giant three-headed dog. Uh, do you end up in a position where you know Netflix is like, "Yeah, we'll throw you another, you know, fifty million if you let us stream season one"? It could be quick cash for CBS. It also could be Netflix saying, "Yeah, we're going to give you here's a here's a fifteen million dollar knife." Um, while you're bleeding money, let's let's open that wound up a little bit more by bringing Star Trek Eyes to Netflix and not Star Trek Eyes to you. I don't know. It just feels like, as you said before, Pete, there's always this maybe not perpetual crisis, but there's always this systemic cyclical crisis with. with Star Trek, with All Access, with CBS, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, it it just seems to be the default position. And obviously this is a a show and a property uh, Matt and I have loved for a long time, as many listeners have. There have been people who have discovered Star Trek as a result of Star Trek Discovery, but it feels like it should be more present than it is right now. It's kind of like, the, oh, oh yeah, there was this thing on this uh, streamer that CBS has. What? They have a streamer? Oh, I guess everybody does. All right. Well, maybe one day I'll check that out. Like, th- this should be something more people have an opportunity to watch and I, I just don't think we've hit that critical mass yet.
0: Well, let's, let's bring the mood up a little bit more, Pete. You mentioned before uh, that we're recording this on Monday, September 17th. Uh, this Thursday there's going to be a big reveal that's been teased is it a street date for short treks uh we've been hearing that short treks is going to be monthly which um it seemed vague but that seems like the definitely the way things are headed you know despite the potential to annoy or turn off fans so so what is the happy news going to be pete
1: well i know what it is um it's if you think about this, you can likely figure out what it is, but uh, yeah, uh, let let's just say stuff's coming.
0: <laughs> well, exciting stuff indeed, Pete. And we will of course discuss the uh, the grand reveal. You know, later in the week, this weekend, whatever it might be, in order to uh, to keep those Star Trek. I was gonna say fires burning, but I guess it would be more like the uh, you know matter antimatter reaction chambers converting matter and antimatter into maybe fires burning is a better way to go pete we could still use colloquialisms in the future right
1: but on the pr front like why announce that on a sunday
0: i think i know why pete because the <laughs> the, the guy who wrote the uh, the mud mini episode tweeted right. that out and as soon uh-huh. as I saw that, I said, somebody's going to have a cow at CBS PR. And I think it's just a matter of, let's turn lemons into lemonade. Surprise, we're doing an announcement anyway. Do not look at the guy's Twitter, because um, we have an announcement too. And the announcement is that we have a further announcement later in the week. Quirk, someone put together a slideshow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I And I, I think it's all connected, Matt. <laughs>
0: Well, Pete, we would love to hear from listeners talking about all things Star Trek Discovery, whether it's the anticipation towards the short treks, the anticipation towards the Blu-ray, the anticipation towards Season 2. Pete, how can people be in touch with you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-T-L-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 9985
0: followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Loss, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail, where we are fantasticgeek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com
1: slash fantasticgeek, all one word, with the PH, like it today. And it's gonna plug you in, not just for Star Trek Discovery, not just for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, every television show and movie of which we cover also get you that other cbs property we've started podcasting god and me had a chance to check out the pilot we have already podcasted that we have two episodes uh one a preview and one the actual uh pilot episode for you to check out that pilot episode won't come over the air until the end of the month that would be sunday september 30th so you can check that out now it's still available through many other social outlets and then you can listen to our podcast or you can just go listen to our podcast
0: well pete for those listening on the discovery feed as mentioned we'll be back you know five six days from now to talk about whatever the grand reveal is on thursday after listening to us in the pop culture podcast feed we of course have plenty of star treks also talking uh marvel's iron fist and uh we have some uh, comic-con stuff to talk about in the coming uh days weeks etc so with that pete i will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word the adventure continues
1: Oh uh-huh.